You're listening to King's Court's Message of the Week from King's Court Church in Kingston, Ontario. For more information, please visit our website, www.kingscourtfmc.com. Only four weeks, one month left until Christmas. How many of you have started your Christmas shopping? How many of you have finished your Christmas shopping? You win the prize, Leah. Good for you. I haven't finished because I haven't even started. This morning we're going to examine together this whole notion of Christmas gift giving. Because I believe that Christmas truly is about the giving of gifts. How can it not be? When the greatest gift given to all mankind started with the baby Christ. So we're going to begin by unwrapping the Christmas story as it's found in the book of Luke chapter 2. And I'm going to read verses 10 to 20 today. That's Luke chapter 2, verses 10 to 20. Then the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which will be to all people. For there is born to you this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be the sign to you. You will find a babe wrapped in swaddling cloths, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. So it was, when the angels had gone away from them into heaven, that the shepherds said to one another, Let us now go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has come to pass, which the Lord has made known to us. And they came with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in a manger. Now when they had seen him, they made widely known the saying which was told them concerning this Christ. And all those who heard it marveled at those things which were told them by the shepherds. But Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. Then the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had heard and seen as it was told them. May God add his blessing to the reading of his word. The first candle which we lit this morning is sometimes called the candle of prophecy because it symbolizes the promises that the prophets delivered as messages from God. Promises that foretold the Christ child's birth. Others refer to the candle as the candle of hope because we have in Christ this everlasting hope. The Christmas story for me is exactly that. It's a story of hope. The birth of Jesus the Christ, extends to us the gift, the greatest gift, the gift of hope. Hope is the belief in a positive outcome related to events and circumstances in our life. Hope implies a certain amount of perseverance, believing that a possible and positive outcome will happen even when there is some evidence to the contrary. In Luke chapter 2, verse 10, we read, But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy, which will be for all the people. Good news is hope. I bring you hope. Hope that is found in Christ Jesus. The good news that the angel speaks of fits perfectly the definition of hope. 
No matter how lost you feel in this all too often dark world, regardless of what you have done or what has been done to you, aside from the events and circumstances of your life, no matter how rotten they are, God has good news for you. Delivered in the form of a baby in a manger. And he says, do not be afraid. Do not despair. Do not give up. Because in the end, it's all going to be okay. Believe in me. I am the way, the truth, and the life. And the ultimate outcome will be one of great and abounding and everlasting joy. Hope is for all people. Christ is for all people. Everyone. Not simply the few, not the rich, not the famous, not the ones who have it all together, not the perfect people, not the popular people, but for all people. For the least of these, for the worst of these. For that person who destroyed your life. Christ is for all. For today in the city of David, there has been born for you a Savior who is Christ the Lord. Who has been born for you. For you, Jackie. And for you, Karen. And for you, George. And Lena, for you. For Jim. For Scott. For Rhonda. Christ has been born for you. Hope in Christ is personal. It's not an obscure, detached, impersonal relationship, but an intimate. He knows your name. He knows every hair on your head. He knows your every thought. He sees you when you're sleeping. He knows when you're awake. He knows if you've been bad or good. So be good for heaven's sake. That's Jesus, not Santa Claus. It's an intimate walking with you. Emmanuel, God with us. It's a one-on-one connection with your creator, with your father, with your savior, with your friend. For today, in the city of David, there has been born for you Megan, and for you Richard, and for you Stephen, and for you Donna, and for you Eileen, and for you Bill, and for you Gail, and for you Donna, and for you Brad, a Savior. There's been born for you Angie, a Savior. Christ was born for you Leah. Jesus was born for you Ryan. Kathy, Jesus was born for you. And for Ian, and for Bill, and for Helen, and for May, and for Bill's son, and for Jericho, and for Lisa, and for Lisa, and for Suzanne, and Doug. Doug Jesus was born. He came, leaving his perfect place in heaven. No tears, no suffering, no pain. He left heaven, Doug. He left. And he came to earth with all of his problems, with all of our wretchedness. He left and he came and he allowed himself to be born in a barn, in a manger. 
for you does. It's personal. And as personal as it was when he was born, it's just as personal when he died. He came for you. He died for you and he will come again for you. When the angels had gone away from them into heaven, the shepherds began saying to one another, "Let us go straight to Bethlehem then and see this thing that has happened which the Lord has made known to us." And so they came in a hurry and found their way to Mary and Joseph and the baby as he laid in the manger. God is extending hope to you every single day in the form of his son Jesus Christ through the people he brings across your path through op- opportunities that he lays at your feet God is extending hope to you every single day when our world seems to be crashing around us there is a place we can run and that is exactly what the shepherds have done they went straight to Bethlehem. They didn't take any detours, but they went straight to Bethlehem. They went straight to Jesus Christ and they went in a hurry. They didn't hesitate. They didn't think about what it would cost them. They didn't think about how long it would take. They went in a hurry and they went straight to Jesus. Let me ask you a question. When you are struggling, when you are in despair, when things are just not going right in your life, where do you run first? To a friend? to your spouse, to your pastor, to a bottle, to a pill, to a puff, to a piece of cake, to another church. At one time or another, I have tried all of those things, and I have learned the hard way that God had been trying to tell me that the cure to my despair is hope. And that hope is not found in a pill or in a puff. It's not found in a bottle. It's not found in a pastor. It's not found by leaving one church for another. It's not even found in my best friend. And it's not going to be found in a spouse. That hope is found by running to Christ. The shepherds went back, glorifying and praising God for all that they had heard and seen, just as had been told to them. Their hope was a result of their faith. They believed what the angel said to them. They believed in faith. And because they believed, they got to see. And what they saw gave them great hope. Indeed, it was the hope before they even saw just on what they heard that caused them to go. It was faith. They believed first what they heard, which propelled them to seek for themselves. And when they sought for themselves, they came face to face with this personal Jesus. And they believed and they were filled with hope. Our hope is found in our Savior, Christ Jesus. The one who saves us not only from despair, not only from the absence of hope, but from our sin. And from our death. He not only saves us from these things. But he saves us for something. Our great God is on a mission. God is the ultimate missionary. When we give money to different things that we do in this church. You're giving to missions. You're giving to God's mission. When you do Operation Christmas Child. You are giving to God's mission. When you give money for a turkey. You're giving to missions. When you tithe. And we get to keep the lights on. 
You're giving to missions. When we recognize that the good news is hope for all people, and we receive that hope through our personal relationship with Christ, God saves us from sin and death and saves us for a mission. A mission of gift giving. We are saved for the mission of gift giving. We are saved to continue to share with all of mankind the gifts that we have received from God. To extend this gift of hope that we have been given to others. A number of years ago, many years ago, I took a bunch of youth on a missions trip that we called Streets of Pain. We went to serve the homeless in downtown Toronto. And that weekend was evidence of just how desperately our world needs this hope. This personal relationship with God that David speaks of in Psalm 71 verse 5 when he says, For you are my hope, O Lord God. You are my confidence from my youth. Whether it was when we were serving on the street youth ministry van where homeless youth would come and get warm in the RV and get a cup of soup, or whether it was the 5 a.m. breakfast van that saw me have to, to shake a man who was sleeping on a vent just to make sure he was alive. Because there's many times where they're found dead on that vent. Or whether it was in the women's shelters or the men's shelters where we served, there was this overriding atmosphere amongst the people we met of a loss of hope. At one of the shelters that we attended, we met a woman who shared with us the situations of her life that had brought her to live in this particular shelter. And my friend Jillian Kenny, I was her youth pastor at the time, who I used to refer to as God's little evangelist, wanted to provide this woman some comfort and encouragement. And so she asked her if we could pray with her. And her response was a resounding no. Don't pray for me. I would rather go to hell. She went on to tell us how the system had failed her. And in essence, she felt God had failed her. What she was telling us was that she had lost all hope. Now I know that God had not and will never fail that woman. Perhaps she had given up hope in exchange for something more appealing at the time. Or possibly the system failed her. But it's also possible that somewhere along the line, we failed her. I fear sometimes that when we receive this gift of hope, this secret to an abundant life, that the gift stops there. See, hope is the gift that keeps on giving. Unlike most Christmas presents, this is a gift that we would do well to re-gift over and over and over again. Sharing it with as many people as God brings across our path. Our world is in desperate need of hope. I ask you to do coffee card and conversation because there's people in this church who are in desperate need of hope. Our population as of this morning is approximately 7,467,264,000. It's actually probably 265,000 now. I know because I looked it up on Worldometers which is a present time meter that shows the population. And did you know that of those people, 8 million around the world die each year because they're too poor to stay alive? 22,000 children every day die because they're too poor to stay alive. Even here in Canada, one in five children 
live in poverty, according to a 2013 status. One in five children live in poverty. According to the UN, 21,000 people die every day of hunger or hunger-related causes. One in seven Canadians using homeless shelters. One in seven Canadians using homeless shelters are children. But there is hope. There is hope. There are over one billion homeless people worldwide, but there is hope. As of 2014, there were 75,500 people living with AIDS in Canada. But there is hope. My first mission trip was to Malawi. 1,100,000 people in Malawi have AIDS. But there is hope. And this hope comes in the form of a baby in a manger. And it's available to us all. Do you know how Christ continues to extend this gift of hope? When you accept Christ into your heart, when you enter into a personal relationship with Christ, he lives within you. That hope of Christ is birthed in you. You are the manger. You are the manger. That hope is residing in. It is through us. We carry with us this hope. This hope in Christ. And we're to share it. We're to share this hope with others. Our God is a missionary. The Latin theological term missio Dei actually means sending of God. When kept in the context of the scriptures, missio Dei correctly emphasizes that God is the initiator of his mission to redeem through the church a special people for himself from all of the people of the world. He sent, God sent his son for this purpose. And he sends the church, he sends us into the world with the message of the gospel for the same purpose. God is love. God is our hope. And he was sent as love, sent as hope in his son, Jesus Christ. And he sends us now, having received this hope, to share it with others. Given the example provided by God himself and Christ his son, we are not to get caught up in the notion that people need to come to God via this building. Rather, that God extends his hope to us, sent his son as hope for us, and ultimately lives within us, and sends us out to extend that hope to others. Here we sit as Christians, still the largest religion in the world, more than a quarter of all people on the planet profess to be born again Christians. Over two billion strong with the power of God on our side. The hope of a savior. And yet our world Our city, our community, our neighborhood is still in despair, still lost, still stumble around in the darkness looking for a glimmer of hope. The church has always been the one called to bring life. We've always been the ones called to bring hope. If we rise to the crisis our society faces, it will be the biggest witness the world has ever seen. The world is tired of the church's talk of hope and of love and compassion. They want and they need to see it in action. The world will find hope when we do something. The people in this church will experience more hope when we do something. Coffee, card, conversation, filling up that pantry, spending time, praying. There's a quote that we would do well to remember To feel sorry for the needy is not the mark of a good Christian. To help them is. To feel sorry for the needy is not the mark of a Christian. 
to help them is. The best gift I have ever received was the gift of hope. Hope through Christ. And it's through that relationship that God has poured his love into my heart and has given me hope. And from that overflow of love, I'm compelled to share it with others. That's why I'm standing here. That's why I'm a pastor. I said earlier that our world is in desperate need of hope. And I assure you that even here in Canada, people are looking for hope. Here in Kings Court neighborhood, people are crying out for hope. Right here in this church, people are in need of hope. And it's because I'm saved, because of the hope I have in Christ, that I want to be a part of God's mission to extend hope to all, so that all might be saved. This is my response to the hope and love that God has given me. What is your response to the gift that you received that Christmas day when Jesus was born? What is your response to the gift that has been given to you? God has placed me on this earth. God has given me life to make a difference, not only within this church, but within this world. This is not all about me. In fact, very little of it is about me. I'm part of something much bigger than myself. And we're all called to something much bigger than ourselves. We're called to care. We're called to be ambassadors of hope. To share this gift of hope. To make a difference in the lives of those around us. To make a difference in our church family. To make a difference in our community. To make a difference in this city. To make a difference in this world. In the here and now. Because the here and now affects eternity. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. As I mentioned earlier, my first mission trip years ago was to Africa, where amongst so many atrocities, I witnessed an abundance of hope. I witnessed people live with hope in the midst of poverty. I witnessed them stand in the strength of hope because of their strength of love for God, because of the strength of their faith. So as I close this morning, I want to challenge you. Reflecting on the Christmas story and the gifts that God has given you, I ask what gifts Are you giving others this season? Are they the expensive ones? The ones that lose their worth over time are forgotten and lost? Or is it a gift that keeps on giving? A gift that has eternal ramifications? The gifts represented by these candles that are given to us through Christ? These candles that bring light. Are we giving the gift of light this Christmas? The gift of joy, peace, love, and hope. It's interesting, when you read the various accounts of the Christmas story in the Bible, you'll see that the wise men did not give gifts to each other. They didn't give gifts to Mary or Joseph, nor did Mary and Joseph exchange gifts. The only gifts exchanged that divine night was the gifts God gave us in his son and the gifts the wise men gave to Christ. Christmas isn't about giving gifts to friends and family. It's about giving gifts back to Christ by sharing the gifts he's already given you with each person God brings across your path. Christmas is about giving gifts to Christ by sharing the gifts that he's giving to you with each person he brings across your path. And so I pray today and I pray this whole Advent season that God's word will continue to transform you as you reflect on the gifts that he has given you. All that he has saved you from and what he has saved you for. That you will be not only challenged by his word today, that you would be changed. Let us give thanks. Let us give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, for his mercy endures forever. The Lord is for me. 
among those who help me. Arise and shine for your light has come and the glory of the Lord is risen upon you. For behold, the darkness shall cover the earth and deep darkness the people. But the Lord will arise over you and his glory will be seen upon you. Therefore, you also must be ready for the Son of Man is coming at an unexpected hour. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the gift that you have given us in your Son. You gave us yourself. God who came to earth as man, we thank you for that gift, that gift that gives us hope. And Lord, we anticipate your return. We anticipate your coming again. But Lord, we have friends, we have family, and some of us are still lost, still broken, still in despair, and, and we need the hope of a Savior. They need the hope of a Savior. So help us to extend that hope of Christ that is in us to each person you bring across our path. Oh, Lord, we love you. We are so thankful this Christmas for the gift that we have in you. Let us never take that for granted and let us share it with the world. In Jesus' name, amen.